What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kinda Funny Screencast. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Nick underscore Scarpino. Every time Kevin says you're live, it's a different way, and I'm loving it. The first Me one, too. it was like, you're live, and it was very zen. This one was more Baby Bane. Oh, you're live, brother. Yeah. Baby Bane. Baby Bane, <laughs> you're live. Okay, okay. We also got Joey, the movie bros herself, Noel. See, I wasn't thinking it was Baby Bane. I was thinking it was like he was a scared little kid that didn't know if he was in trouble. Okay. That makes sense. I can see both of those. They're diametrically opposed, but I can see either of those <laughs> for sure. This is the Kind of Funny screencast each and every week here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. We get together to talk about everything going on in movies, TV, and streaming services. Sometimes we do it multiple times a week live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games when there's a ton of stuff going on in entertainment. Um, and even things going on could mean bad things, good things. things or things not going on. Things being That's- added. And there's a lot there's a lot happening right now um and there's a lot happening here at kind of funny as well we are working from home as you can see if you're watching this video you cannot see us right now we're working on solutions for all of that and hopefully in the next couple of days we will have video for all of our podcasts please bear with us we appreciate your patience a lot also kevin is having an issue where he has construction at his house so he cannot be on the shows because it is way too loud over there so that is the reason he is not on these <laughs> i keep telling you guys we'll just we all shelter in place but we all go to tim's house so there's 19 of us in the house mm-hmm. but that can't be bad right I mean, there's well, that's my four of us here right uh, all going to work that's the same as us all going to work i feel like we i feel like we just no but kevin what's different because we won't be at the studio we'll be at tim's house what Safety if we turn it into a sleepover everything. and everyone stays here? That's what I want to do. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm not bored shitless, but my wife is because she can't work. So she, I'm driving her fucking nuts. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I do love that Joey is upstairs from me right now. <laughs> this is crazy. I like how you guys are socially distancing yourselves from each other in, your own, in one house. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's great. Anyways. Like I was saying, this is kind of funny screencast. Can't wait to jump into it. This is kind of a addendum. This is an update to uh, the screencast we were doing a couple of days ago about everything being delayed and the death of movie theaters being a possibility, a real possibility. And uh, a couple of things have happened that lead give a little credence to all of that. So wanted to jump right into the news, another very news-heavy section today uh but first i want to do a little housekeeping i want to give a shout out to patreon.com slash kind of funny supporters if you support over there you can get this show ad free just like our patreon producers muhammad muhammad justin toft das bear jew blackjack and downtown jarrett brown himself uh this show is brought to you by our sponsors hymns and honey but more about that later Let's jump right into the news. Uh, Something I wanted to start off with is WrestleMania. We finally got an update on what is going to happen with WrestleMania 36. Um, Last week, we were talking about how WWE is one of the last holdouts uh, to make any official decisions about giant events. WrestleMania being one of the biggest events in the world. uh, There was a planned over 100,000 people that were going to be in Tampa Bay, Florida. And that is no longer going to be the case. But... They have decided to put on WrestleMania 36 anyways. No delay. Same date. But here's the quote they put out. In coordination with local partners and government officials, WrestleMania and all related events in Tampa Bay will not take place. However, WrestleMania will still stream live on Sunday, April 5th on the WWE Network and be available for p- on pay-per-view. Only essential personnel will be on the closed set at WWE's training facility in Orlando, Florida to produce WrestleMania. This just sounds like a terrible idea. It, like it's doing crazy. It, like 
doing any wrestling event without the crowd is like that is taking 95% of the energy away from from what you're watching. I don't think this is a good idea at all, but hey, whatever. Now, Kim showed me a clip. Was it was it of last was it SmackDown? Is that, that was SmackDown on Friday, yeah. Yeah, of them just like they didn't cut for a commercial and so like the wrestlers just hanging out in the middle <laughs> like not wrestling yeah so so nick what happened was they did SmackDown uh live from the performance center the same place they're doing wrestlemania now yeah. and they made the decision to do that live show day of uh to do it without an audience so they weren't really prepared for it and for the most part i gotta give them credit they made an entertaining show but it did result in a lot of uh production issues including when they cut to commercial they didn't actually cut to commercial but they told the wrestlers in the ring that they did and the wrestlers are used to not stopping because there's a live audience they can't just pause right yeah so they just kind of pause and are fucking around talking to each other and it's just like oh no like this really broke the illusion that's so funny yeah, but then so they did Raw last night um, on Monday as well, and uh, with the same place, no audience, and they had Stone Cold Steve Austin come out for three sixteen day, and he's out there in the middle of the ring. He's like, "Can I get a hell yeah?" And then there was no one, and they just cut to empty seats. And it's like it's funny, and they're definitely playing it up, and they're like doing a good job making content out of it. But yeah. WrestleMania is different. WrestleMania is typically a five to eight hour spectacle. I mean, think about this, right? Think about what you just said. They were they were going to do it to a one hundred thousand people mm-hmm. in an auditorium, and they're going from that to essential staff. Which, to be fair, I'm sure it takes a couple hundred people to put this kind of an event on, but that's a far cry away from a hundred thousand people screaming. What when someone's getting freaking body slammed from a from an eighteen foot ladder? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, they got to do something. And that's the thing. Like when the NBA was talking about doing uh, games with no audience, that makes sense because it's a game. It's There's still a level of competition that's going to be fun for people to watch at home. WrestleMania is a lot more enter- entertainment than it is sport. So I can't imagine that the product's going to come anywhere close to what it's supposed to be. But kudos yeah. to them for trying and kudos to them for embracing it. But how long will that last? How many times can they cut to an empty audience before that joke is not funny anymore i mean i feel like that's already over i'm interested to see (laughs) see them do it and i feel like them having a bit more time to prep for this one i i think could actually result in in a very special moment and uh some quality content but we'll have to see uh tell them tell them that we'll send them cool greg and he can be the one audience member (laughs) there we go there we go Uh, all right moving on let's uh talk about more delays uh due to coronavirus a couple tv shows the walking dead Production on the massive AMC series is being delayed by three to four weeks. I have a feeling that will be much more. I honestly uh, fear- didn't realize that The Walking Dead was still on. For some reason, I thought still, it ended like last season. I see season. previews for it. It doesn't even look like the same show anymore. It, it just, yeah, it, it's, it's just still Marshawn. going. It's still going. Name? And supposedly, it? it's really good. Michonne. And Ooh. this is her last season as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just her. And then everyone else is like, I'm like, wow, I don't recognize any of these characters. I think uh, Dan Fogler's on it. I'm like, oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. him. Uh, they're focusing on Negan a lot now. They're doing the Whisperer storyline. Supposedly, like they're they're writing the ship of the show, but it obviously too late for that. Right. Uh, but Fear of the Walking Dead is also uh, delayed. It was in production, and they they have to take an extended hiatus. Euphoria production of the second season of the HBO show was about to begin, but has been delayed. Righteous Gemstones second season has shut down production. Oh, Batwoman's going to be so sad. <laughs> uh, Batwoman. Oh this- no. The CW show is one of the fast-growing lists of shows to temporarily halt its production under the threat of coronavirus. And then Joey, oh, 
Joey, it happened. What was the it? Bachelorette. Ugh. The Bachelorette has suspended production. Will Claire never find love? This is tragic because if they're pushing the Bachelorette, that means that they're also pushing Bachelor in Paradise and Winter Games, right? I mean, or fuck sorry, Winter Summer Games. games. Fuck Summer all games. that. Paradise. I'm worried it might not happen. If it if it moves too past summer, then what are we going to do with our lives? I don't even know. Um, and that in, means we're just going to be stuck with "Listen to Your Heart," which nobody wants to listen to, and nobody like cares about. Make, I feel like you guys are making this up, Kevin. Are you Nick, with me on this? I feel Nick, like you guys this are is just the time you can get into it. Oh, no, God, dude, no. I've seen all this crap, and it is oh, awful. God, it, it sounds is terrible. terrible. I don't understand. Like I've lost respect for Tim's opinions on certain things. Oh yeah, it's gone for me. Entertainment based stuff, mostly TV. Joey, I never expected anything from, but Tim, wow. Tim, I, I used to hold in high esteem. <laughs> wow, but I get it. <laughs> I'll keep Abbas talking Ar- about Batman and Robin. You guys will see the the light at some point. Joey, I thought about you. I was watching. Uh, well, I guess we can talk about it on Friday, but I was watching a movie called The Demolition Man, which if you've mm-hmm. never seen, is quite the classic. But the music in the background, I'm like, Dude, why does this so sound good. like Batman and Robin? And I looked up the composer. Same Anyone? composer. Mm-hmm. Weird. What a blessed soundtrack that was. What a weird, like weird sound. What a weird world. Avatar sequels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Avatar sequels are getting punted All further. All seven no of them or whatever. Way. Come on, guys. Here's what I want them to They're do with the, the Avatar sequels. Don't be in the show. <laughs> Here's what I want the Avatar sequels to do. I want them to just come out. I don't want to hear any more news about them. I just want, I want to walk into a theater and be like, oh, Avatar 2 is out. I'll, I'll watch that right now. Yeah. Production on the three planned avatar sequels in new zealand has been postponed until further notice so that's something James cameron's pissed yeah a group of the franchise's execs were scheduled to fly over to new zealand on march 20th but they will now remain in los angeles and plan to return to the studios in wellington where shooting is taking place later this year matrix 4 warner brothers has shuttered production on the matrix as the coronavirus pandemic continues to spread the film has moved from san francisco to berlin and was preparing to shoot but chose to hold off uncharted Ah, another Still one happening the sony big screen adaptation <sighs> of the popular video game has hit pause on its pre-production for at least <laughs> a six-week period as the entertainment industry heads into uncharted <laughs> waters due to the coronavirus the batman warner brothers has suspended production on matt reeves the batman for two weeks the film had been shooting on a soundstage with plans to move to liverpool and the company thought it was best to go on hiatus during the location change Jurassic World Dominion, the third in the new Jurassic series, has been shooting in London since February, but it's been shut down as part of Universal's across-the-board shutterings. It's scheduled to release in June 2021, but the disruption might change that. And that, to me, is kind of the the big thing I want to talk about. Like, last week, we were talking a lot about the delays and how they're affecting 2020 in movies. But we're starting to see a lot of this stuff that, like, this means 2021 and even 2022 are going to look real different. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's no way, like we talked about last week, there's just no way you can double up the release schedule for all of these movies in 2020. I would love it. I think it would be amazing. But as a as a person who sees probably more movies than than most people, I, I don't have time to see three or four triple A like huge releases every month. Um, I'm sure Kevin just just decided just got a little hard on that one. But um I, yeah, there's no way you have to, you have to punt this stuff and you have to reorganize this, and it's just going to be a freaking nightmare. At what point do you stop punting things and you start cutting projects, though? Like, well, like, with the like ones 2022, that we... 2023 stuff that's like in pre production where you just have like a backlog. 
Oh, I'm sure there's a ton of smaller productions that were greenlit that just got totally shit canned. Because the thing is, like, you, you have to remember a lot of these bigger productions, like take The Matrix, right? The Matrix, they know, is going to be a huge moneymaker. The Matrix probably funds a slate of, you know, five or six other smaller budget movies that they know they can make as a risk because The Matrix is going to make so much money. You punt those, and they're all still coming out. Like, The Matrix, no doubt. The Batman, The Matrix for Jurassic World and Avatar, they're going to come out eventually. Mm-hmm. As to whether or not that cute indie darling movie that got that, you know, some director got pushed through because they were working on it. It's probably not going to happen. All, all those are going to get canned, um, which sucks. Or more relevantly, they're probably going to come out digitally. Yeah, that's the thing. When it comes to, to movies, especially on the bigger side, it's not like we know about them years in advance. Like I feel like the the MCU kind of planning of things has changed that a little bit where they introduced the idea of, hey, here's four years down the line what movies were putting out. Um, and even now at the phase four, it's not even that far in the future. It only goes through 2021. We started to get a couple 2022s with Black Panther and stuff. Uh, but the DC slate, they did that as well. And then when, you know, Star Wars was bought, they kind of put their, their plans, but even the Star Wars plans are shuttered. We don't know about many 2022 movies at this point. I, I mean, it depends obviously on how long this whole thing goes. Again, we're, we're recording this right in the thick of it. As we've all just been told in San Francisco, we have to stay indoors. So if this lasts for three weeks, I think we can probably recoup everything by 2021, 2022. But if it goes of six more months of everyone in the world having to work from home, that's going to have cataclysmic effects on these movies. You might actually then start seeing some of these bigger movies um, either shuttered or shut down. Again, though, I don't think – I think like – I think Matrix uh, – Jurassic World obviously is a proven entity. It's going to come out. It's going to make a ton of money and people want that. So, yeah, it just depends on – God, this is a nightmare. I mean, you thought, Tim, you thought rearranging our schedule was going to be tough. <laughs> Imagine an entire slate of movies for three years that you have planned. Now you have to redo all that stuff and all the marketing dollars and all those. And that's the thing, too, is, you know, they pick these they pick these dates for when to release based on when other studios are releasing. And so this is going to be a big just cat and mouse game of who's going to, you know, who's going to scramble to get their stuff turned around and uh, and reschedule before the, the next person does. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of you're going to see a lot of interesting uh, conundrums where the Matrix Four and Uncharted might come out on the same weekend, and it's just this unavoidable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like that's awesome for for the viewer, but it's going to be terrible for uh, for their returns because it's in, undoubtedly going to take business away from each other. So uh, th- that's all the updates on delays and stuff, with the exception of the big one. It finally happened. Terrible. Black Widow release pulled amid coronavirus pandemic. Disney's Black Widow is the latest tent pull to shift its release date because of the coronavirus. The Marvel superhero adventure starring Scarlett Johansson was slated to hit theaters May 1st. The studio also pulled the personal history of David Copperfield uh, and the woman in the window, the Amy Adams 20th century title. Uh, this is following Mulan, New Mutants and Antlers all being held off. There is no new date for these. Uh, they're all just delayed indefinitely, and this is this is interesting, man. What does this mean for MCU? How are they gonna How are they gonna deal with this? Because I've seen a lot of people talking about, oh, this is just gonna shift the entire slate back a bit. It doesn't really work that way. Like these these Marvel movies have kind of tent poles that they're hitting in terms of the you know the summer blockbuster versus the early year versus the end of the year like traditionally they've they follow that pattern and sure this could totally change all of that but you know putting shang chi out in the summer there's different expectations than putting it out in february march 
for sure. And and but the the big problem is though these movies tell stories, and you can't release them out of order. Otherwise, you're going to start breaking the what I think Marvel is so strong at, which is really kind of continuing that storyline through each of the movies. And and when you have these smaller movies like Shang Chi or Black Widow, you get a lot more of the the backstory for these characters that then of course works into the bigger releases. Um, so I don't, they can't release them out of order. I, I imagine unless they're trying, unless they're so loosely tied together that they possibly could, they could put out black widow later and just, and, and fill that in somewhere, but their schedule, their plans are so well done that I can't even imagine how they're trying to figure this out right now. Absolutely. And I think that the other thing to keep in mind is the Disney plus side. Like, I think there is a very small chance that black widow doesn't directly tie into Falcon and winter soldier in some way. You know, they, those movies and, and the TV show kind of s- share the same direct universe of the the more grounded side of the MCU. And that's what we were all hoping for, right? We were hoping for the, the Disney Plus shows to to get sort of a boost by those movies and vice versa. Unlike, uh, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that felt so like it that like they did, like they narrowly existed in the same universe. I think the idea behind these shows is that they were really going to play into each other and really build off of each other. And how do you do that if a large portion of, you know, cliffhangers and things like that are going to be solved or in movies are going to be solved later in the Disney plus shows and vice versa. So I, I, you know, I can't imagine that they're, uh, yeah, the shows, the shows themselves, cause the shows can still come out, right. They're ready to go. Or are no. they still filming? They're still oh no. Version, right? Every, all Disney plus all the MCU Disney plus shows have halted production. Ugh. All of them. So Loki, Scarlet witch and uh, Falcon and winter soldier. All three of them right now are in limbo. So Ugh, that's yeah. just terrible. It is, man. So I mean, my my personal opinion on it. I mean, granted, I'm not the person making any. No one would ever trust me to make decisions at a, at a, even a medium level at Disney, let alone a high level. But my what I would hope for them is just say, hey, you know what? We're going to be here. Just take your time. Get this done when it needs to get done. Put it out when it makes sense to tell the stories. Because at the end of the day, the stories will all that matters. If you guys can just continue this amazing narrative thread through. The next 20 movies, I'll wait six months and you know you got my dollars coming in. Um, totally. But the, the problem with Disney, though, is that they've got obviously they've got that. But is the park still closed? Oh, yeah. Two weeks. So they're yeah. The, so the, the theme park closures and that's probably going to get I, I wouldn't be surprised if that got pushed even farther out if it's two weeks and then it turns into a month. They're going to start losing money on these things. So they're going to have some hard decisions to make. So let's follow that up with a pretty crazy story. This isn't a, a new story as much as it's a, an analyst kind of, you know, predicting some things that might happen. But this comes from The Hollywood Reporter, which is the only reason I would ever bring it up on the show. Uh, Apple could look to acquire Disney amid stock drop, analyst says. This is insane. That's wild. <laughs> Mega cap companies with large cash balances and whose equity outperformed Disney over the last three uh, weeks, like Apple, could take advantage of the vol- validity as the coronavirus has hit Hollywood stocks. With stock markets battered by the coronavirus and shares of entertainment giants hit hard, some on Wall Street have started wondering if cash-rich technology powerhouses could consider taking offers for Hollywood companies. Uh, we believe those with long-term horizons, like mega-cap companies with large cash balances and whose equity outperformed Disney over the last three weeks, like Apple, could take advantage of the validity uh, he wrote, noting that Disney's market capitalization was approximately $165 billion, while Apple has about $107 billion in cash and securities. The upside from acquiring Disney would be securing their content and streaming strategy and potentially synergies from adding the emerging Disney ecosystem to the iOS platform. Apple didn't respond to a request for comment. 
I wow. Mean, I, can't, I can't imagine that. First off, I can't imagine that would be legal. But second off, man, that would be just the absolute worst. The absolute worst <laughs> for us. <laughs> and I think it's, I think, I, and I say that loving both Apple, obviously, and Disney, but I just think that those two together don't make a great couple. Um, granted, I have watched, I, I know people are uh, digging some of the original programming that's happening with um, with Apple Plus, right? Is that what it's called? No, Apple. Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> people are liking the morning show. People are liking some of the stuff on there. But Apple's entry into the streaming world always seems like more of a strategic move than it does like, hey, we actually want to make great content. Whereas right now, Disney, with the exception of um, you know some of the Star Wars properties, is pretty much firing on all cylinders. I would hate to have management from a tech company come in and tell a production company how to run their shows. Uh, I just don't think that's going to be gr- a great thing for them. I also just don't think this story. I think this is one of those really clickbaity headlines that I don't think this is even a possibility because I doubt that Apple is looking um, down the the lineup of potentially six to eight months of their stocks going down as well um, and thinking, let's make a huge capital investment right now. Although stranger things, you know, if you, if you talk to Kev, when stocks are down, it's the time to buy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I'm trying to think of an analog of when that happened before, because Disney bought Fox, Viacom. Who's who does Viacom own? Everyone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get I get real shifty when it comes to that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but no one owns Apple, right? Apple is still no. Apple's Apple. Apple's just Apple, right? Mm-hmm. They have they have 107 billion dollars in a cash reserve. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Think it's about casual, that for a second. Think so, about that for a second. So this uh, is the thing is like this this I really don't think this is going to happen but no. uh the but fact it's that it's even the fact that it's a possibility is is the craziest thing and you know hopefully things get better before they get worse because uh, there this isn't the only way that these type of things could happen. <laughs> so the more scary possibilities out there it's a it's a scary world we're living in. I don't think it would be the worst thing possible. Like, I don't think Apple's management is that is is inept by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just feel like, you know, I don't know. Nobody knows how long this thing's going to last and how long the market will be down for. If it bounces back in two weeks, then that would have been arguably the best purchase anyone's ever done ever. Yeah. Like if you could get Disney for a steal in in this, you know, month long period when their stocks are super devalued, then whoever brokered that deal will go down in history as like the smartest human being ever. Um, but I just don't I don't think anyone knows. I mean, people are my hope is that our, our situation will end in three weeks, but I can't say that with any confidence that's going to be the case. Yeah, so. totally. Um, OK, moving on. And this is definitely a follow-up to the conversation we were having a couple of days ago. AMC Theaters to close for 6 to 12 weeks. AMC Theaters announced on Monday that it will close all theaters nationwide for 6 to 12 weeks in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The decision came as governors of a dozen states announced closures of movie theaters on Sunday and Monday. And as the centers, uh, CDC and Prevention issued strict guidelines limiting public gatherings. Uh, AMC, the nation's largest theater circuit, has sought to remain open by limiting theaters to 50%. Uh, but then on Monday, CDC was like, no, we want it less than 10 people and then they're like you know what fuck it we're just gonna close <laughs> so yeah, yeah at that point 10 people in the each theater is not worth paying the people that are actually running the theater for so that makes yeah. sense 
So AMC said the closure would go into effect on Tuesday. The company said it would remain flexible on reopening in accordance with CDC recommendations and government directives. AMC operates 634 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, And now here's the key thing for for all of us here. The chain said it would pause A-list subscriptions with no billing or payments for the duration of the closure. So that's good news Uh, for us. Bad news for them. uh, I wonder also, did you guys see that article today about the president thinking about uh, – doing a stimulus package for everyone mm, i did not know so yeah i just see. i mean i saw the headline i didn't get a chance to read it but obviously in times like this there is an opportunity for or it's a possibility for the government coming in and saying hey we're going to give individuals stimulus packages so that when we come out of the crisis everyone's got a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars extra to go spend on um on anything you possibly can just get the economy jump started again i believe they did that after 9 11 um and i, I think they did it after I don't think they did it during the financial crisis, but I've seen that happen before. I remember getting a check um, during the Bush administration and thinking, this is awesome. And I put it in the bank instead of spending it, which is the exact <laughs> opposite of what you're supposed to do. So I don't. I wonder, obviously, like with the airlines tanking, they're they're going to bail the airlines out. They, they have no choice. I wonder if they're going to extend that to any other markets. Granted, I think that movie theaters would probably be like the last, <laughs> the absolute last thing that they would need to bail out. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the government's trying to figure out how to get people relief like this i mean even local governments in in san francisco they're talking about um giving people like breaks on uh on paying various city fees and things like that so well they, yeah, they banned utilities have like committed to like not closing and or shutting they off. banned evictions yeah you can't like they're banning evictions they're banning like yeah basically they're trying, they're trying to get everyone as many easements as humanly possible so it'll be interesting to see how far up the chain that goes um mm-hmm. because obviously I mean, movie theaters, I wouldn't say are an essential uh, thing that we need in everyday life, but I hope the government can come and do something to help them out. Also, AMCs are owned by, I believe, AMC is a Chinese company, so maybe they have tons of cash just sitting there going like, hey, we can weather the storm for six to 12 weeks. But yeah, uh, Regal's I mean, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So Cineplex, Regal, um, Alamo Drafthouse, Landmark, all of them have also closed. So theaters are essentially on hiatus right now and how long can that last uh, a couple of days ago when we were talking about this we were, we were mentioning things like a list being a source of revenue for them during this break but they're pausing those subscriptions so they're just not going to have any money coming through so this it's, it's going to be a, a interesting thing to watch because at some point if all these movies keep getting delayed then when does the next run start and how long is that transition period of people feeling safe going back to the theater going to going to take and that i think is the the real test it'll be it will remember that question and remember that when let's ask it again three weeks from now when we haven't gone outside in three weeks because the second they tell me i can go see a movie i'm like fuck let's get out of the apartment and go see a movie yeah i get that but i, I just feel like we're talking the difference between uh what could be a billion dollar movie or or not you know what I mean? And like for these movies, they need to hit those numbers at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the ones that you that you named prior that that uh, all got delayed. It's and very then, true. Uh, follow-up story here. This comes from Deadline. AMC Entertainment may face liquidity crunch, need to sell assets. The world's largest theater chain may face a cash crunch, forcing, forcing it to sell assets or raise dilutive financing as the exhibition business is in an uphill battle against the spreading coronavirus. Uh, the theater industry was already facing a tough 2020 before COVID-19 hit, noted analyst Alan Gold of Loop Capital. 
Uh, AMC Entertainment's recently sinking stock reflected fears that came to a head this weekend. The box office plunged. Big cities like New York and Los Angeles ordered theaters closed. The chain said Monday that for theaters still open, it would be adopted. This is old news now. But uh, AMC ended 2019 with $265 million of unrestricted cash and $332 million of undrawn credit. So about $600 million in cash. But he's projecting a negative $285 million of free cash flow in the first half and said that a sustained virus could lead to some liquidity issues. So this is the reality, man. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's happening. And uh, if AMC, the biggest theater chain is having this many issues, like good luck. Yeah, your mom and pop theater chain is gone. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to happen. Crazy stuff. Yeah, it sucks. It's not good. Um, but I, th- let's put it this way. When we all thought about what the world would look like when theaters eventually shut down, which they eventually will, um, this was not how I thought that would go down. I thought it would be a slow, slow, slow process. But the fact that these theaters might start disappearing as soon as like six months from now is kind of uh, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, before we move on, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Hims. So here's the deal. Nick, tell me about Hims. I'm going to tell you guys one thing right now. I got illustrious hair on my head. I don't know if that's the right word to use or not, but I was going to say illustrious. Uh, I have my hair and for it's one reason and one reason only it's for him.com. I have been uh, on this medication for the past uh, three years, using the service for a while. I love it. Um, and I honestly believe it's the reason why I have hair today. And I just took some of the vitamins before we started this just to make sure my, uh, my hair was healthy and my, uh, my skin was healthy just going into this podcast. Gotta look, gotta look good. And they don't just do hair stuff, too. A common issue that men face but don't always want to talk about. You can think long and hard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. So uh, don't turn to any weird solutions. Turn to something backed by science. You can check out hymns and you can discover the tiny pill worthy of a big celebration. I like that. I like that a lot. Forums.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Uh, these are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you combat ED and hair loss. Prescription solutions backed by science and made more affordable. You can stop worrying about multiple in-doctor visits. Uh, it's just it's easy. They ask you some questions online. Real doctors, real science. Uh, try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash KFMS. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash KFMS. Forhims.com slash KFMS. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com slash KFMS. Next up, shout out to Honey. Online shopping is supposed to be easy, so why is it so hard to find coupon codes that actually work? Thanks to Honey, it doesn't have to be. I've been using Honey for feels like a decade at this point. Kevin has. Joey has. Joey has saved the company thousands of dollars uh, by using Honey. It's the simplest thing. It's an extension you get in your browser, and you don't even need to think about it. You just go to your favorite online shop, and as you're checking out, Honey will just do its thing. It'll give you some offers for uh, coupon codes to save you money. It'll find the best ones, and there you go. You're saving money. Uh, I have bought a whole bunch of things. I recently bought a, a set of headphones. And I saved a ton of money because Honey just did its thing 
and applied the coupons and again didn't need to think about it it just saved me the money not using honey is literally passing up free money it's free to use installs in just two clicks you can get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning that's joinhoney.com slash morning seriously this is the simplest thing you could ever do i could not recommend it more you do it once never think about it again and you are just saving money time and time again go to joinhoney.com slash morning Back to it. So our last story, we were talking about the the theaters, AMC, they're closing. Will they close forever? We'll have to see. Last week, we were talking about, you know, will we see a change in VOD strategy? What would would that mean to theaters? Well, guys, it's all starting. (laughs) Yep. I'm so excited about this. Me too. It's and I'll tell you why. My wife wanted to go. She was like, I really want to go see uh, Emma. And this was before the theaters. I think this was like on Sunday. And we didn't end up going to see it, and now I'm not. I'm not happy that this is happening, but I'm glad that they're that they're finding alternate sources of revenue because we can watch it. I think what starting Friday, it's going to be on. Yeah. So this all started with Disney making a couple power moves. Uh, Disney Plus offers self quarantining respite via Star Wars respite via Star Wars and Frozen Two. Uh, Frozen Two is now available to all Disney Plus subscribers a full three months ahead of schedule. That's bananas. It is. It really it's crazy. Is. Uh, kids everywhere rejoicing. I'm uh, happy. I want it tonight. Rejoicing. <laughs> and the home video slash VOD release of Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker has additionally made the jump to light speed. Uh, what was supposed to drop next uh, Tuesday is now out. So not too well. I guess this is also a little outdated. Today it's out, or it was supposed to be out today. It came out a couple days ago uh, that people could could watch it. Which not the biggest change but still something we definitely would not have seen a couple months ago and still and and smart for them right they're realizing that everyone's this is you know san francisco i think there's seven counties right now that are shelter in place but this is this is just the start of it i wouldn't be surprised if a ton more cities had to do this so they're smart to get ahead of this and i'm excited because i want to watch star wars again so that stuff's cool uh and that's just kind of like things that were already in the pipeline just getting moved up a bit but this is where every like the shit hit the fan yesterday and i literally looked at joey and like screamed out holy shit it's happening (laughs) um in an unprecedented crunch of the theatrical window as several markets across the u.s closed down in response to uh safety coronavirus along with worldwide nbc universal's universal pictures is officially making its current movies in cinematic release uh the invisible man the hunt and focus features emma available in homes as early as this friday for an on-demand 48-hour rental at the suggested price of 20 dollars each uh this is both for domestic and offshore markets where the titles are in release it's just crazy this is this is actually happening invisible man uh just came out last month emma came out i think last week and the hunt came out on friday so <laughs> it is pretty nuts that this That's is all awesome. going down i mean it's it sucks that they have to resort to this but i want to see the hunt i don't want to see it in theaters and I, i'm actually at this time i would be willing to pay 20 bucks for me and my wife to just sit and watch a brand new movie like that yeah um i Which- think it's Obviously, this is not the ideal situation for them, but it's going to be interesting to see which studios can actually try and capitalize off of this. Obviously, Disney being one of the ones that will. Um, and I'm just excited that I don't have to sit in a movie theater and watch Emma. Uh, so so here's the thing. I, I'm i excited. I'm going to pay $20 to watch The Hunt. Like, I'm excited yeah. about this. Um, I'm and super Nick, in for The Hunt and Emma. I recommend that you watch uh, Invisible Man. Nick, it's a it's a great movie, and I feel like this is a, a good time to to check it out. Yeah, I remember you guys did the review on that a few screencasts ago. Yeah, um, we so I'm excited it. about it. I have to figure out how to get Dee to watch it. I'll just tell her it's a drama. Do you think? How long do you think until she figures out it's a horror movie? 
uh, instantly. It's, She'll figure okay. that out. But honestly, okay. it's it's not that type of horror movie, though. I, I think D would really like it, honestly. Okay. I think is it's it more, like, more like thriller-y than horror. Yeah. Joey, how close to the Jennifer Lopez classic enough is this movie? I mean... It's not that far. <laughs> it's way better than enough for sure. How dare but you. if she likes enough, I think that she's gonna dig this vibe for sure. All right, cool. I'll so try so to here, watch it. Here's the thing though, Nick. You said that you you're you're sure Disney's gonna follow suit. I'm interested to see if they do, because I, I feel like a lot of the Disney movies we're talking about are a little too high profile to, well, to make these moves. Namely I think, onward, right? I, yeah, I think onward is the one to to look at because I wouldn't be surprised if they they did just shift it. And they have to. They huge. have no choice. I mean, the, what what are they going to do? Literally, they have no choice. There are there is no place left to display these movies. So unless they pause onward and then just bring it back into theaters eight months from now, I think they're going to cut their losses on it, and it's going to be in streaming platforms probably in the next two weeks. Do you think it'll go straight to Disney Plus, or do you think that no, they're going to do a no. day and date rental? I think they they'll do money. the day and date rental. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of these. I think the twenty dollar price point is going to be the industry standard for this, and I think that that's a smart price point. Uh, I think you're still going to lose a ton of money, obviously, in the long run because you're not getting that theatrical window. But if it's down to me, if I had three kids and it was me and my wife and we were watching, 20 bucks is nothing. That's that's actually saving me money at that mm-hmm. point than taking the kids to the theater. So I think that's what it's going to be. So here's the thing that I, I actually think uh, is interesting that I feel like a lot of the articles writing about this, are, they're kind of burying the lead here because everyone's leading with Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma because those are coming out this week. The bigger news to me is Trolls World Tour. Uh, so Trolls World Tour is going to be day and date with uh, the, what the theater release was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So a brand new movie, and it's just it's not already released. It is coming out, and it's going to be twenty dollars to rent. And Trolls is a bigger production, right? Like they actually put some money behind these movies, correct? I mean, Anna Kendrick, Justin Timberlake, like, right? Yeah, it's you know it's an animated kids movie, but yeah, but but it's like a, it's like a triple A animated kids movie, right? It's not like mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like on the Despicable Me like level yeah. right where you're yeah. getting good talent and you're putting lots of money behind it it's good yeah that's crazy that is crazy yeah. and again we talked about how do we do we punt these movies to 2021 and 2022 i think this there's going to be a huge sector of movies that just have to come out because they were already planned and all the marketing dollars are there and like we talked about a couple of weeks ago like the marketing dollars on these budgets that these are the marketing dollars in these movies can be up to like half if not a third of what the actual production budget is on top of the production budget. So that's a lot of money that you have to just kind of make up for. And they're going to start cutting their losses with these. Yeah. And I'm, I think it's, it's going to be interesting because I feel like someone's going to look at the money and go, Hey, if we just rejiggered this a little bit, if we just, instead of spending all the marketing dollars to get posters and stuff in theaters and work with theaters and to cut theaters in on this stuff, somebody's going to do a cost benefit analysis on the $20 day and date release and go, Hey, we can make this work if we just tweak it some way. Yeah. And that's, that's going to be the official like death of theaters right there. It's interesting stuff, man. And then uh, the final story as of now, I'm sure that over the next couple of days, many more of these things will come up. Warner brothers uh, have decided to put out birds of prey and the gentleman available for purchase on march 24th i'm jack watch the gentleman it's so good i'm gonna make i'm gonna sit d down and make her watch birds of prey also i haven't watched she'd like it i'm excited i think you'll like it yeah uh so kathy ann the director of uh birds of prey tweeted out i would not be opposed to putting birds of prey on vod earlier and then hours later uh wb announced this so there's definitely a lot of motion happening a lot of changes and a lot of crazy stuff but 
um, some some good news to come from this just for sheer entertainment value, maybe not for the industry at, at large, but it's cool we get to watch some of these movies early. Yeah, and that's cool. And, and you know, for Birds of Prey, obviously, like that, I think just finished its theatrical run. It's still in it. Is it still in theaters? Yeah. I mean, it can't be on that many screens, though, because it came out about a month ago. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, a, that's one of those, uh, and The Gentleman as well, I think those are perfect examples of like, that that might actually be taking advantage of the situation in a good way, which is great. Like, I obviously the gentleman would have probably waited a, a few more months to come out and then, you know, only be available for that bullshit buy. But at the same time, what does it matter either way at this point? Yeah. Um, some more news stories here. This is uh, just interesting stuff. Some data. Coronavirus shutdowns could increase viewers' content consumption by 60%, says Nielsen. Uh, as coronavirus caused social distancing and quarantine policies take effect around the world, people stuck at home are finding ways to entertain themselves. Uh, according to measurement from Nielsen, media consumption rises by 60% during major events that force people to stay indoors. The most commonly watched types of content are feature films and news programming. Uh, the firm arrived at this figure in part by looking at two fairly recent shutdown events, the particularly nasty uh, Nor'easter blizzard that dumped three feet of snow on mid-Atlantic and northeast U.S. in January 2016 and Hurricane Harvey in August 2017. And obviously they're expecting this number to be a lot higher given the range of of this particular situation going on right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how everyone keeps adapting to this to, to try to like scrounge to make money to make up for the money they're losing. See, I think the better way to do it, everyone out there listening, is to listen to podcasts while you play games. <laughs> that to go. me is the better. That's the fuck news programs and fuck spending. Everything I just said about being excited to spend $20 on the gentleman, throw that out the window. It's a waste of money. Just watch kind of funny content and play a video game. There you go. But that's the thing, Nick, is we're, we're trying our best out here to, to keep our content going as normally as possible. And uh, we're going to continue to do that. But it's going to get more difficult as, you know, different systems out there start to, to fail. The next new story, uh, YouTube closes some content moderation offices due to coronavirus. Warns creators it's temporarily relying on automated systems. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. That's so, not good uh, at all. Everyone YouTube, don't say the word penis or else you're just going to get devalued, demonetized immediately. Usually, YouTube's automated systems are just the front lines of content removal. They detect potential copyright violations um, or violations of community guidelines. Then they forward the flagged videos onto YouTube's league of more than 10,000 human moderators for a definitive ruling. Uh, Now, a large portion of those human staffers won't be in office to double-check automatic flags. So in many cases, YouTube will rely solely on the decisions of its artificial intelligence systems. So we've already seen over the last year or two this not work with humans. So um, I'm hoping beyond hope that we don't get entirely screwed over by this. But well, hopefully they the policies are a little bit more lax than they need to be. We'll see. I'd hope they'd err on the side of like, let's let more shit slip than less shit slip. I'm less concerned with that and more concerned with the back end, like engineering infrastructure of what happens when there's a major problem on YouTube. And I mean, I guess everyone's working remotely, so that's probably okay. But as we've seen in the last like two or three weeks, there has been some weird backend upload problems that we've had to deal with. And I'm just hoping that's the last of it. Exactly. Because if we can't deliver the content, like we can keep making content all day long, but if YouTube won't let us upload it, then that's going to be a massive, massive hurdle to overcome. Yep. So moving on to a section I like to call celebrities or people too. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not what it says in the document. It says celebrity coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, you know, same thing. Now, obviously, yeah. this is all bad news, but it does seem like it's that they're there. All these cases, they're doing all right. Uh, Idris Elba says that he has coronavirus. The English actor who said he has no symptoms urged people to be vigilant about hand washing and social distancing. He made a video and he was talking about it. This is something I've seen a lot of people do. It's been interesting watching doctors and stuff that have the virus themselves kind of doing daily vlog diaries, kind of like explaining mm-hmm. what they're feeling. And uh, it's, I think, a, a really good thing to put forth to limit the fear of this uh, for individuals contracting it and, and more kind of the education of like, hey, look, we're okay with this, but there's a lot of people that won't be okay with it. So, yeah, you know, well, and, and I think that's important to note that obviously, like if you're if you're healthy and you're young, you're probably not, it's not going to be that terrible for you. But the, uh, an interesting note, though, is that if Il- if Idris Elba got it and he wasn't showing any symptoms, it's because he's a superhuman being, and we are not <laughs> that. Okay, have you seen the man with the shirt off? That guy, his abs alone could beat coronavirus for half the fucking Western seaboard. So, yeah, just keep keep safe, everyone. Keep washing the hands. Um, and then the next one is uh, The Witcher. Netflix to carry out deep clean on set after Christopher Hibju contracts coronavirus. Uh, he is Tormund from Game of Thrones. Ah, cool. Yeah, so uh, Netflix has to do a deep clean of the entire set because he he got the thing. We paused production prior to becoming aware of this, but as a further precaution, we'll be closing production offices and immediately arranging for deep cleaning and disinfection. We were going to uh, do that for the studio, but Andy kept going around spraying everything with Lysol spray anyway, <laughs> so I feel like it's the same thing. Yeah, so he seems to be okay as well. It sounds like he does have some of the symptoms, but he is... He's living with it. Uh, he says, my family and I are self-isolating at home for as long as it takes. We're in good health. I only have mild symptoms of a cold. So there's that. And then, Nick, this is why I didn't want you to read ahead earlier. Because no. uh, we have one more story here. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto just learned about coronavirus after returning from a desert retreat. Fucking that's so <laughs> He put out a, a Instagram post. Wow. 12 days ago, I began a silent meditation in the desert. We were totally isolated. No phone, no communication, etc. We had no idea what was happening outside the facility. Walked outside yesterday into a very different world. One that's been changed forever. Mind-blowing, to say the least. I'm getting messages from friends and family all around the globe and catching up on what's going on. Hope you and yours are okay. Sending positive energy to all. Stay inside. Stay safe. This is the kind of shit. This is only the kind of shit you can do if you're fucking like an A-list rich celebrity. <laughs> could you imagine if I pulled this shit? I was like, oh man, I was at like a weird movie slash jujitsu slash comedy retreat for the last twelve days. Actually, I would totally pull this shit and just live in my normal life, being like, wait, what's happening? How long has coronavirus been out there for? I'm usually oblivious to everything, but God so bless you. I just locked you something. I, I got it, man. So so here we go. Joey just sent me some breaking news. Coronavirus. German Big Brother cast to be told about pandemic live on TV. Oh, that's amazing. Because they have they've been I think isolated. In there since February. Uh no, March 9th was when like the latest group of people got added. And like they don't have phones, they don't have access to anything. So and like the only other exception that they make for like telling uh, big brother castmates uh what's going on is like if like a family member has like a health issue so they have no idea that anything is happening can you imagine how crazy it is just to walk out after being on tv for months 
Dude, it's been more than a month since the majority of Germany's Big Brother contestants entered the house. In early February, the first cases of coronavirus outside of Wuhan were just being reported. Now, Germany has to close has close to 7,000 confirmed infections with 14 deaths, but the housemates have no idea a global pandemic has been declared. They'll finally be informed on Tuesday night in a live TV special after consultation with relatives. It comes after criticism on social media that broadcaster SAT1 hadn't told the 14 men and women locked inside the house about what was going on. On top of that, four new residents who joined the show on March 9th were told not to talk about coronavirus. That's hilarious. Uh, it's update, SAT1 has updated its rules, which usually mean only informing housemates about the outside world if a close relative or friend dies. So yeah, wow, that's, that's going to be something. I feel like if I was on a reality show and they were like, hey, we don't usually tell people about this, but we thought maybe it'd be a good idea to tell you about a fucking global pandemic. I'd be like, you fucking should have told me that three days. Like, I have family out there, dumb fuck. Yeah. This is this is why reality television is terrible and everyone should stop watching it and listen to the kind of funny podcast that's happening later today. So also, apparently in the show, when they do evictions and they kick somebody out, there's usually a live studio audience. So there's been like chatter within the house that like, how come we haven't heard people? Maybe they soundproofed it. So like, I think they know that something weird is going on, but I I would imagine they have no idea. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Like, this is obviously we're in a horrible situation. I'm (laughs) a freaking 30 year old man living in San Francisco that can't leave my house. Like, shit's going crazy. But. Can you imagine how scary it would be to be one of these people living in this house and you're just told that there's a global pandemic happening outside? Like, I feel like not knowing the, you know, the the realities of it make it 10 million times scarier just hearing that sentence. It's the difference between like sitting in a hot tub and letting the heat turn up on its own versus letting it get to 110 degrees and jumping in. Like you're you're going to get hit with all this news, whereas we've lived it last couple months and seen it sort of progress to a point where it's scary, but we understand why we why these things are in place, and we can under we we understand how to like navigate it. You can imagine, oh, I don't know, coming out of a fucking weird hippie weed smoking peyote retreat and just walking into this and being like, I am ill prepared to deal with the realities of this new pandemic world. Especially That's because crazy. you're obviously the first thing they're going to start with is like headline level statements and there's not going to be a ton of nuance so that would automatically send you into a panic well i mean imagine so imagine if you haven't seen anything and and you're in san you come back to san francisco or the first thing you see about your hometown of san francisco is as the term shelter in place yeah totally. which i saw in a headline and i was like okay that i kind of think that makes sense but that's also the scariest term imaginable they could have fucking come up with for telling everyone just stay indoors well, I think that they straight up were trying to avoid just saying the words lockdown. Yeah. But shelter in place, thing. shelter in place sounds like the kind of thing they tell you before they euthanize you. We're like, hey, it's just a shelter in place kind of thing. Just take this quick shot. I'll see you in the fucking afterlife. They just tell me to stay home. <laughs> just like, you know what I mean? Come up but with I a slightly better term for part that. Part of the you. reason that they're using those terms too is because they want people to take it seriously. Yeah, that's that's just fair. Just that's fair. Brush it off. I prefer to use the term martial law. <laughs> where I am now, if I assume I am, I am, a, I am a cop, right? I can arrest anyone on the street. That's how I. That's how I'm looking at this whole situation. Martial law was trending. Walking around, Joey, I'm coming over your house to arrest you with some Oreo cookies. Oh. Martial law was trending on Twitter, but they spelled Marshall wrong, so it was like the name. So like the name Marshall. Everyone thought it was a new Eminem album. <laughs> that's 
amazing. <laughs> and if he was smart, he'd be working. He'd be in the studio right now. Oh man! He's All right, we're gonna right end now. the show uh, with a couple of your uh, responses to what you've been watching in these quarantine times uh, on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. Uh, Washburn says, "Hey, screencast crew. During my social distancing, I tried watching Amazon's Hunters and couldn't get into it. I ended up watching The Expanse again, and that show has no business being as good as it is. I truly think it's the best running show on any platform, and the big Amazon budget in season four just elevates it even more. I also watched Rest World season three, episode one, and I love that stupid, dumb, awesome show. Thanks for all you do. Thank you, Washburn. I'll back that up. I know Kevin's a huge fan of The Expanse. He got me into it. I watched the first couple episodes, and I'm actually shocked I haven't gotten back. I really enjoyed that show. Uh, Brandon H. says, list of exceptional shows and movies for you. Good Girls, a female-led version of Breaking Bad, and it's excellent. Better Call Saul, you're messing up by not watching this. Schitt's Creek, hilarious and heartfelt, arguably the best comedy on TV right now. And Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This film is art. Oscars 2021 contender easily. I've been wanting to see that, but that's another one that was like only at Kabuki, which is like our artsy theater and wasn't there for very long. So I'm hoping that this is one of the ones that end up on some sort of streaming. Give it a week. It'll be there for Uh, sure. And then I've heard really good things about Good Girls. It has Christina Hendricks in it, who we like from Mad Men. Oh, we love Christina Hendricks. Um, and <laughs> Shut up, Tim. Like, I didn't mean that to sound as sleazy as oh, we love. <laughs> uh, um, and Shit's Creek, everybody talks about, but I've never watched. You know, Dee watched it, and she gave me the pass on it. She was like, "I can't get into it. It's 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 not our type of humor." So that show's dead to me forever. One of the shows she, she liked up? it. Uh, Shit's Creek. She liked it. Cool mm-hmm. Greg loves it. Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should check it out though, because Cool Greg and I have a lot of the same sensibilities. Kevin says the show is crap. Terrible. He says it's yeah. terrible in, in Slack. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like it from what I saw. Joe, are you? Do you have HBO? I forgot. I do. Have you watched this 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 Italian show that's on? Like my it's my my famous best friend or my talented friend or whatever it is. I have no idea what you're talking about. So no. It's why am I the only person that knows this show? It looks amazing. I got to start watching it. But it's, it's all it's about like best friend. Is that no? It's called um. It's about two two women. I want to say in the 50s or 60s in Italy. And it just a looks brilliant friend. Yes, that might be what I'm thinking of. And I, I keep asking people if they've seen it and nobody knows what I'm fucking talking about. And I'm wondering why I'm getting targeted ads for two <laughs> young women growing up in Italy in the 60s. I don't understand it. Do you think it's your wife? No, I asked her if she wanted to watch it. She's like, I don't want to watch that shit. She's watching. Uh, uh, what's that Showtime show with uh, Claire Danes? Homeland. She's oh. all about that Homeland. Yeah. The story well, of a new name. This has been a news update episode of the Kind of Funny Screencast. Stay tuned for Friday's episode. We're doing another one. That will be the what have we been watching in quarantine uh, episode. I'm sure there's going to be a lot there. Don't know who the cast for that one's going to be, but it's going to be good. I can promise you that. Are we asking people on Patreon to to give their submissions? Yes. Continue uh, to, uh, if you are a bronze member or above, go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and leave your reviews, recommendations, or things that you think that we should stay away from. Uh, we'll read them want, on Friday. I want mm-hmm. the guilty pleasure movies too. I don't want this like, oh, everyone's going to think I'm cool because I'm watching this elevated expanse show. What movie are you like? What is the candy movie that you're watching right now? I want embarrassing movies. What, what's 2020's Daddy's Home? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, for instance, you know what I thought about doing? I thought about watching all the Screams. They're on HBO right now. or uh, Showtime oh, right now. Oh, dude. Scream That's 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, and Scream 4. I did not even know they made a dude, Scream 4. Nick. Yeah. Scream 4 is fucking awesome. Is it? 
I don't is, I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm ready it's for it. Awesome. This is the I kind of this is what I want people to say. What is what is that movie that you're watching that you're just embarrassed? You'd be embarrassed to tell people that you're watching. That's what I want to know. Is that like All when right. I bought Mamma Mia one and two to be delivered to my house <laughs> for self quarantine? Joey, I I said embarrassing, not life endingly bad. Do you want to? So don't do you tell want, No, they're good. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. Until next time, I love you.